Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Delicious Truth Podcast with Gloria Cotton. That would be me. Oh, my goodness. I'm really excited to be speaking with you today because I am announcing we are beginning recording season three of the Delicious Truth. Let's just take a look back at what we've done for our first two seasons. Season one was about shedding light on barriers to joy. We were discussing topics that most people find often difficult to even think about, much less talk about it. And you know what? I often ask people when they say, well, I don't know how to talk about it. We haven't talked about it in the past. I'll go, yeah, that's right, darling. We haven't. And how's that working for you? I mean, we have got to talk deliciously about these things that make you throw up in the back of your mouth. Otherwise, we'll never get better. We'll never address them. So that's what we were talking about with some wonderful people as guests, season one. Then season two, because you know we're not going to leave you with, this is the lay of the land, unless we give you some tools to say, now, so what? Now what can you do about it? So season two was all about exploring and going deeply in a utility bag bag or a toolkit for self-care and self-love. You need to go back and look at some of those because, I mean, some of those, they were delicious. It was delicious for me listening to them, delicious for us as we recorded them. Now, as we get into season three, we're going to continue to go even more deeply into that. So what now, what can you do about it? Looking at those things that separate, that cloud, that seduce us, that distract us, and what you can do to stay focused on the deliciousness of you. Listen, let me tell you something, darling. If you are not into your own deliciousness, if you do not see your perfection in your imperfection, If you are not seeing your wonderful scrumptiousness, if you can't taste, feel, smell, experience that, then you're probably missing a lot of the joy that's out here for you, particularly when we're bombarded with ugly messages. So that's what we have to look forward to in season three. Now, why am I talking to you today? It's because... There continues to be what seems like a never-ending occurrences of violence against people of color, against people who are different, people who are trans, people who are not Christian, people who don't profess to be women. So if you're non-binary, all kinds of stuff, people who are black, come on, and brown. And so I wanted to talk with you right quick about what can you do to stay whole, W-H-O-L-E, in your deliciousness. Because, darling, this is enough to break a person uh, physically, emotionally, psychologically. The pandemic of mental health, the pandemic of emotional illness is getting bigger and bigger. It is challenging the cases of COVID. So what we want to do is this this public service announcement (laughs) is all about what you can do so you don't lose your mind while we're dealing with the insanity of what's going on in the world. I'd like to begin by reading one of my favorite poems and wisdoms by the most wonderful Maya Angelou. 
and the name of it is Still I Rise. I invite you just to close your eyes if you want, but be comfortable. Sit down, lie down, have soft music on if you like, pause this, just get really comfortable so you can allow these words and this message to go into you and just surround you with its deliciousness. Still I Rise by Dr. Maya Angelou. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still, like dust, I'll rise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Because I walk like I've got oil wells pumping in my living room. Just like moons and like suns, with the certainty of tides, just like hopes springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my haughtiness offend you? Don't you take it awful hard because I laugh like I've got gold mines digging in my own backyard. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness. But still, like air, I'll rise. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I've got diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past that's rooted in pain, I rise. I'm a black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling. I bear in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak that's wondrously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. I rise. I rise. I rise. Still, I rise. Now just take a moment, beloved, just to breathe and exhale. Let that just touch on different parts of your mind, of your soul. Just breathe for a minute. I mean, and if you need to stop this recording, please do so. And then when you're ready and not a moment before, come on back. I got something more for you. So I really wanted to talk with all people that have sustained trauma, that have been marginalized, that have been brutalized that uh, have been set up so their dignity has been stripped from them, that have been bombarded with messages of worthlessness. I want to talk with you. And I want to talk with people who haven't had those experiences so you can know the work that people who have experienced all those things have to do just to survive, much less thrive. So the first three things are really for everyone, but I want to focus on Black people. I'm talking particularly to Black people. 
it seems to me as if there's some kind of bullseye on us that is open season, hunting season for Black people to commit suicide. And so Black people, I want to talk to you because this stuff is weighty. It's hard. And I want to explain to you, remind you why you still stand in power, in dignity, in might when people are steadily putting their whole weight on our necks and taking our very breath from us. Here's why we do it. This is our deliciousness of being black. I'm so glad I'm black right now. I can't even, I can't even express. It is scrumptious. Lord have mercy. Let me get my napkin and lick my fingers. It is that good. What is so good about us? Listen, let me tell y'all something. We are infinitely polylingual. Mm -hmm. You can take that down and write it. We are infinitely polylingual. What does that mean? We speak not only the language. I'm going to focus on the United States now, but this is worldwide I'm talking about, y'all. But this is around the world that we see the proof of hatred of people of color and hatred of black people in particular. Here's what we had to do in order to stay alive, y'all. Infinitely polylingual means we had to learn to speak the language of white people. And not only the language of white people, but every dialect. Don't believe me? If you don't put your hands just right, is it the, is it the nine and the three? Is it the 12 and the six? on that steering wheel. Wait a minute. Do you put your hands out or do you not put your hands out the window? Do you look people in the eye? Do you not look people in the eye? You have to know when do you speak and how do you speak and what is the context of what you say? We have to learn to be infinitely polylingual in not only what we say, but when we say it, how we say it, Lord have mercy. And it changes every day. Every situation, congratulations, Black people. You're hearing this. You have survived and you're thriving because you are a polylinguist. That is so delicious. Number two, you've refined coping skills. In other words, to keep it moving, what I like to say is when I was a kid, I had a toy called an Etch-A-Sketch. Some of y'all might not know what that is. Google it. Mm-hmm. It was a little thing that was filled with sand-like material, and you could draw on it, you could write on it, and then you could turn it over, shake it up, and everything that was on there that you had put in would disappear. You start all over again with a fresh slate, a clean slate, as they say. Black people have been living etch-a-sketch lives in order to survive and thrive. Our coping skills say, listen, no matter what you throw at me, no matter what you do, I rise. I stand erect. You are punishing and putting me down. You are putting your knee on my neck with the intention of not only stopping me, but killing me. And you know what? My coping skills say, I got me. I am me. You will not strip me of me. Our coping skills say, and this is where you dodge, and this is where you go. In the dance of life, when people are cutting off your legs so that you cannot stand, 
much less dance. You cannot run. You cannot walk. But our coping skills say, and this is what I have to do. It combines our intelligence with experience to say, this is the next step that we make. Congratulations, Black people. That's a delicious thing, your coping skills right there. Mm. The next thing, we have immense resilience. That is the ability to keep coming back again and again and again. Oh, no, we will not be erased from the annals of time. You know what? Our history has never been presented truthfully, partially and much less in its entirety, because people are afraid to present us in all our delicious magnificence. But you know what? Here's what we do. We say, you know what? Even if you present all of the negative, I mean, some of you are writing stories about us as if we is a Stephen King moment when we're living in a Steven Spielberg world of possibility. Immense resilience to continue bouncing back and coming back and not being defeated no matter what. Congratulations, Black people. Celebrate your immense resilience. When they tell you you have no resources, understand it's our polylingualism, our coping skills, and our resilience that have us keep moving it forward to recreate what's been destroyed, what we created in the first place that has been stolen from us and bastardized. Congratulations. Now, the fourth thing is really, really important because this is the reason that we can speak all these languages and do all these things and keep coming back again and again and again. And I think some of us has for, have forgotten that. Way before slavery, way before we came to this, were brought in chains to this continent and other continents around the world in slavery, we had a relationship with the divine. We had intimate relationships with God. There were a lot of um, prayers and celebrations, connections to nature, connections to ancestors, praise and worship to things that we needed in order to survive, knowing that we would always have them, that they would always be provided by a deity which is living within us. So, you know, part of the system of uh, racism, institutionalized, um, keeping white supremacy in place, of which racism is a part, is to use all of the systems to break us down. And religion now is very questionable because religion is being used to pit us against each other and to keep us in our place. I want you all to go beyond religion. The purpose of religion is to draw your attention back to the divine, inside and outside. So I want you all to get that. Reconnect reestablish your intimate connection with the divine, whatever you call it, source, inner being, higher self, whatever, whatever will keep you grounded and keep you focused on your magnificence, your deliciousness, 
so you can be love and you can live love with yourself and everyone else. When you have that power, that privilege reestablished with um, an unshakable connection, then your ability to speak (laughs) in a polylingual way it's like you always have a translator going on in your head. Your coping skills, limitless, unrefined. Your resilience, undeniable, an ever-flowing uh, amount of it streaming to you because you are not swayed from your deliciousness, your brilliance. No one can separate you from your magnificence, your divinity. Don't let people do that. Don't be dissuaded by people who parade and say they're about the divine when they're giving you a bunch of hogwash. And the last thing is when you are connected with that divine purpose, yourself, then you can also be surrounded by, enfolded by, embraced by the power of undenying, undeniable hope and unconditional certainty that I know who I am. You can't take that away from me. I know my power. I know my privilege. I am in touch with and leverage all my resources intentionally, purposefully, deliciously, scrumptiously. I create them. I share them. I lift others up. I lift others up. Now, think about that now. I'm not pushing others up, so I'm not beneath people. I am automatically in my own flight of majesty, and I am showing people the way to lift their wings because I'm lifting mine. Black people, these are unacknowledged and often discounted strengths that we have at our disposal, not only that, that we have used again and again and again for generations and generations and lifetimes and lifetimes and millennia and millennia. Do not allow anybody to rob you of the knowledge of who you are. Stand tall and proud, even as they are trying to strip you of your dignity of your life. Know who you are, beloved. During season three, we're going to be talking about how can you do that more fully? What are the tools? What are the processes? What are the steps that you take in order to make that a reality? Not just a pipe dream, not just a theology, not just a philosophy, but a practical, deliverable, yeah, that's who I am, reality for all people to see. But first, starting with you. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I look forward to sharing time and love with you during season three of The Delicious Truth. You know why? Because you're delicious and you're scrumptious and I know it. (laughs) This is all going to be about you're hugging yourself. And until you can feel that warmth of your own embrace, and even after you can know that there's a hug in your future if you want one, baby, and I've got it for you. Thank you. Bye-bye.